Good evening, good evening, everybody. God bless you. This is Pastor Omar Zachary, and you are tuned in to Praise Tabernacle Church, our Tuesday night Bible study. And we're so grateful and so honored for another opportunity to come before you with another great lesson. Uh, tonight, my lovely wife is going to be leading us, and we know that she's been teaching on a series uh, about Joseph, and we've been getting some great nuggets uh, and some great life uh, applications from this. Uh, matter of fact, from every Tuesday night, uh, Minister Tobert, myself, uh, we all have just, I mean, it's been just so awesome and thought-provoking. So I'm not going to uh, prolong the time. We're going to say a word of prayer. And we do have a few that we want to, uh, we're going to pray for tonight, but we just want to give you a few names uh, to keep in prayer. Uh, Elder Oliver, amen. I want you all to keep him, his family in prayer. He's in the hospital now. So just keep him lifted up in prayer. Also, uh, my cousin, Brother uh, Zayden Benjamin, we just got word yesterday uh, as a young man, he had a health issue uh, with his lung, one of his lungs uh, collapsed. I think it was, yeah, I think it happened Saturday. I think it was um, I think Zayden is about 18, uh, 17 or 18 years old. So uh, keep Brother Zayden Benjamin in prayer. Also, uh, Deacon Oglesby, uh, we missed him on Sunday. Uh, his wife and children came, but he was in uh, some pain. And we know he just had, uh, really over the past month and a half, two months, he's had, I think it's two different uh, surgery, so keep him lifted in prayer, and we got a call uh, from Sister Nicole. Uh, we talked to her on, I think it was either Sunday or yesterday, and uh, she got gave gave me word that her sister had been on life support, and she just texted me a few minutes ago that uh, God has touched her sister's body, and she's in her own room, and she's recovering well. Uh, she's doing good, so we thank God uh, for that. So just a few of the people that we know. Also, my uh, my own family, uh, uh, my extended family, one of my uh, uncles on my biological father, uh, my biological father's side, passed away, I think this was, um, too, I think it was. My brother sent me a text. So just keep the Zachary family, uh, the Benjamin family, uh, the Smith family, the Oglesby family, and uh, uh, let's see, Mr. Travis, and the Oliver family. Uh, keep all of those families in prayer. So we're going to say a quick word of prayer. Hopefully this is better. I heard that it was a lot of static on my end. I'm thinking it was. It may have been on my end. Uh, we're going to say a quick word of prayer, and then the next voice you hear 
would be that of my wife, uh, Lady Pamela Zachary, to lead us in uh, Bible study. Thank God for all the, the new members. I've had several calls from some of our newer uh, members and newer uh, visitors, some that just came Sunday that wanted the Bible study information. So hopefully they're able to tune in and be a part on tonight. And we just thank God we, we had such a great uh, turnout Sunday. Uh, you know, I know it's Easter, and normally you do have a better turnout on Easter, but uh, most of those that that did turn out, either some of the newer members and some of the newer visitors that's been fellowshipping, uh, we only had one family that was there for the first time. So everyone else is uh, normal, uh, you know, participants normally show up. So we just thank God for what he's doing uh, at our church. But Father, in Jesus' name, we just thank you. We appreciate you as we get, get ready to enter into this Bible study. On, we ask that you would touch the the message and the messenger and the panel. And, God, we ask that we are able to help assist and what the lesson is on tonight. And as we called out those names of uh, the different family and friends, um, Elder Oliver, we're praying that you would touch his body in the name of Jesus, Brother uh, Zayden Benjamin. God, we ask that you would touch his body right now in the name of Jesus, Deacon Oglesby. God, I ask that you would touch him and deliver him in the name of Jesus, Sister Nicole's sister. And, God, whatever her name is, we know that you know, and you know where she's at in the Florida, Tampa, Florida area. God, we pray that you will continue to touch her body in the name of Jesus. And the Zachary family, the bereaved family, ask that you will just strengthen all of us on tonight. We thank you for your glory. We're thanking you that nothing takes you by surprise, and uh, there's nothing that you can't solve. There's no problem you can't solve. There's no illness or sickness that you're not aware of and that you can't heal. And we're just thanking you for this service on tonight. We ask that you bless your people in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, services into your hands. God bless. Amen. Good evening, everybody. I hope and pray that everybody's um, everybody day was great today. Um, truly, it's an honor to have another opportunity to um, share the word of God with his people, um, the believers and the unbelievers, whoever's um, listening um, on tonight. We're going to be coming from Genesis, uh, the 40th chapter, and we're going to be reading verses 1 through 23. This 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 has been absolutely amazing to me. <laughs> um learning so much and digging into scriptures and um it it has just truly truly been a blessing i just want to point out a few things uh from the last uh, last bible study i did um with the team on tonight and thank god for our team uh praise tabernacle church thank god for my husband uh for allowing me this opportunity um, but I just thank God for each and everyone that's even listened tonight, and I, I pray that uh, through this lesson that you receive something that will encourage you or even get you closer to the Lord. Um, and if you're not a believer, that you will become a believer. But our the last Bible study that I um, that I did, we were it was so good. It was so 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 good. I was like, Lord, I don't know if I need to tap on that because you know everybody might try to chime in 
So, uh, but um, the message it was it was really it was really good. We was dealing with, um, of course, Joseph. Um, for those of you that's tuning in for the first time, uh, we've been dealing with Joseph, and Joseph went through a lot. He was favored by his father. His his brothers hated him, sold him, but they didn't. They just didn't know that they was selling. <laughs> they were selling him, but that didn't stop God's plan. But we were dealing with Potiphar's wife. And how full of lust. She was full of lust and she was trying her best to get at Joseph. And Joseph, you know, he he knew what he was over and but in spite of all of that, you know, Potiphar put him over whatever, but his thing was he didn't want to sin against he didn't want to sin against God. And a few things that was brought out um from our team and something that my husband said that stuck out um with that like he said, All we see is the is uh, is the game, but not the hard work. Um, and I thought about with Joseph, you know, he was he was sold, and where he was sold to, they didn't know him, they didn't know his story. They just see, you know, saw him um, <clears throat> as as who he was. And then um, I believe it was Minister Tobert that was saying that God is on your side, and we're not exempt. Never think that you are exempt because you are a believer of Christ. If you're listening tonight and you're not a believer and you're contemplating like, oh, God, I don't, I don't know, I don't want this to happen, that to happen, well, those, that and this could happen. Um, just because you accept the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ into your life, that does not mean that you are exempt from the temptations like Joseph. Joseph, God was with Joseph. It wasn't and is with, <laughs> is with Joseph even with the chapter we're going to deal with on tonight, but you are not exempt. And sometimes with rejection, um, and I don't know if it was Sister Tobert or maybe Lady Oliver that was speaking of, uh, you know, rejection and things like this, what happened with Potiphar's wife and and Joseph denying her, which put him in the place where he is now, um, you know, it those kind of things even to this day in 2023, it's still happening. It's still getting people in trouble because they can't, they don't like the word no or they don't like rejection, okay? So that's just a little bit. I can do a lot, but um, we're just going to go ahead and get into the chapter. So chapter 40, um, <clears throat> we're going to start at verse number one. And if y'all need some time to get there, I'll give you a moment to get there. And we're Genesis chapter 40. Amen. All right. And it reads, and it came to pass after these things that the butler of the king of Egypt and his baker had offended their lord, the king of Egypt. And Pharaoh was wroth against two of the of his officers, against the chief of the butlers and against the chief of the bakers. And he put them inward in the house of the captain of the guard into the prison, the place where Joseph was bound, where Joseph was locked up at. And the captain of the guard charged Joseph with them. And he served them, and they continued a season inward. So we're dealing um, tonight with talk, we're going to be dealing with the, uh, with the butler and the baker. So here, just this uh, through verses one, one through four, um, the butler was responsible for Pharaoh's uh, for the wine and 
the the beverages, beer, whatever those beverages was, and of course the baker was the baker. <laughs> That's kind of self-explanatory. Because when you think of a butler, um, you think of it was this movie I was watching. It was a Black History um, movie. I think it was Lee Daniels. And when I think of a butler, that's what I think of, you know, black suit, white shirt, you know, black and white with a nice bow tie. But, no, this butler pretty much had a, a wine cellar key around his neck. So, And, of course, the baker was the baker. Um, <clears throat> and here as I was reading this, I was like, wow, God knows how to set things up because why were, you know, they both in the prison where Joseph, you know, at the same time. So they did what they did at the same time, and they both were put in prison. And I began to use my imagination, and I was like, wow, I wonder why. What did they do to offend um, to offend him to put them into prison? And I was like, well, you have the butler, and this is not in Scripture. This is just me using my imagination. You have the butler, and you have the baker, the chief of the butlers, and the chief of the bakers so they were able to you know to whether they was trying to poison him or whatever they was they could have done it to or maybe he got word on it hey who knows scripture doesn't know but i was just you know just thinking that so here um on verse number four um cap the captain charged joseph with them because he was in charge of the whole prison the beautiful part about that the lord was still with joseph and the most amazing part of that, what I liked in verse number four, let me just read it, um, that end part. He served them. <laughs> he served them, and they continued a season inward, okay? So he served them, and it's so – isn't it remarkable that in, in things like this, you know, as leaders, and I think of my husband so many, when I was reading this, um, and studying it, God's plan for leaders is to serve. Joseph served them, okay? God's plan for leaders is to be a servant and to serve others. Testimony for um, for my husband tonight, it was something that was going on with the family um, and he didn't he didn't really know anything about this family. He just he just knew that they needed assistance. And he needed, they needed help. So he was going, I think he probably went all over Lawrenceville, all over Lawrenceville, Georgia, trying to see what assistance he could help assist with this family. And as a leader, you don't have to be a pastor. You don't have to be an evangelist or a missionary. But in this, and it's just, you have to be, when you're an authority, you are to serve and you are to be a service to the people. Is it just God's people? No. Whoever you can help, you help, you serve. But that was that was just beautiful to me. It was, it's amazing that even after everything that Joseph's been through, God was still with him, and, you know, he was still being a servant, okay? Um, <clears throat> so like I said, being a leader means to serve. If you are in authority, it means to be at service, okay? So the heart of the leader is to also serve. And I could just think about my husband and so many others um, that are part of Praise Tabernacle Church. Um, even on Sunday, we had a need in the house, and our family came together 
to be a blessing um, to this family. So let's go ahead and read verses um, 5, 6, and 7. And it reads, it says, and they dreamed a dream. Okay, now they're in prison. Um, and this is just a setup for the butler and the baker. And as we're getting into this lesson, listen to it. Which one will you, what category would you be in? Or which one would you be? Which will apply to you? Will the baker apply to you? Or will the butler apply to you? So here they're in the prison, and they dreamed a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night, okay? They dream his dream, same time, same night, each man according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in the prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them. And behold, they were sad. They were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the in the ward of his Lord's house, saying, Wherefore look ye so sadly? Why are you looking so sad? You would think like, Okay, we we just been thrown into prison. Why would why you think we're we're looking the way we're looking so sad and, and down, but both the butler and the baker. So so Joseph asked. He knew nothing about these people. He knew he didn't know too much about them at all. But he was concerned. He could have given them his sad story, but he asked, Why wherefore look ye so sadly today? Why look what's what's going on? I was one of the young people um, at our church. He was he was sharing with me on yesterday, and he was saying because he got really sick at school, really sick at school, and he said, uh, "Lady Zachary, I was just in the, I was in the band room, and I had my head, I had my head laid back, and tears was just coming out of my eyes. My head was hurting so 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 bad. It was hurting so bad, but." Everybody walked past me. Everybody walked past me, and no one asked, are you okay? Do you need help? Uh, you know, what's going on? He said, no one He said, no one asked me. I said, no, where were you at? Like, were you in the corner? Were you in one of the band rooms, like on the side? He said, no, I was sitting right in the middle of the band, and I was just laying my head back, and I was my head was hurting so bad. And tears were just rolling, but no one asked. And he said, well, you know, Omar, he was talking about my soul. My son, you know, Omar wasn't in there, but I know if he was in there, I would have been okay. He would have asked, but how many people have you walked past? Those that are listening, how many people have you walked past and you see that there's something going on, but you're too busy to stop to just say, hey, are you okay? Jesus loves you. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be all right. Or do you ask them but hoping that they really don't share because you really don't have time, but you want to do a good deed really, really quick, so you ask, but it's in your heart. So here, Joseph Joseph asks, like, wherefore look ye so sadly? Okay? He's trying to find out what what's going on. And here, before I go uh, forward, Joseph, to me, he's showing us Jesus. He's showing us Jesus because Jesus, is concerned about us. 
He's concerned about you. He's concerned about your situation. He's concerned about what's going on. Even though he knows, he knows and he's concerned. We were down. We were out. Didn't feel like we, that life wasn't worth living. But Jesus was concerned enough to stop by, to show us and give us his time to let us know, hey, you can make it. Get up. You can make it. Shake yourself off. Dust yourself off. It's going to be all right. It's going to be okay. That's love. Even if you reject him, he cares. He's still going to be concerned about you. He's still going to ask, what's going on? Why are you so, why are you set? Why are you giving up? When you throw, want to throw in the towel, God, he, he looks right back at you and throw it back at you. Say, you got it. You can make it. It may look bigger. It looks bigger than what it is. Why are you sad tonight? Why are you depending on your family, depending on your friends to get you through in Jesus? Amen? So here, verse number eight, we're going to get into it. So Joseph asked the question because he was genuinely concerned, okay? So he asked the question, wherefore look ye so sadly today? And they said unto him, we have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, do not interpretation belong to God? Tell me them, I pray you. Now we're getting a little deeper. Not only did he ask them, why are you sad? They explained it to him, but now he has the time. I was um, sharing with my daughter. I said, a lot of times, you know, people ask, are you okay? Do you need anything? And when they're asking you, do you need anything, they're actually hoping that you don't because they don't want to go out their way. And that's not the heart and the love of God. Oh, well, let me just ask them just to say I asked. But what if that person say, okay, yes, I, I actually do need assistance. My, I'm, I'm low on my rent. I don't have any food in my house. Okay, what are you going to do? Now you put it out there, even though you probably was hoping that they gave a different answer, but we can't be like that, especially as children of God, okay? So here they, Joseph asks why they're looking sadly. So now they begin to share, and Joseph is saying, do not interpretation belong to God. Tell me them, I pray you. So, verse number nine, and the chief butler told his dream to Joseph and said to him, in my dream, behold, a vine was before me, and in the vine were three branches, and it was, and it was as though it budded, and her blossoms shot forth, and the clusters thereof brought forth ripe grapes. Didn't take it long. It just immediately, just grapes, everything was was there in in the dream. And Pharaoh's cup in my hand, and this is the butler, and I took the grapes and pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. And I gave the cup into into Pharaoh's hand. So here the chief butler dreams seems to be the process of making wine. I don't know anything about making wine. I never made it in my life. Uh, we, my husband and I, we've been to the Chateau Elan where they're, they know, they're known for their, um, they're known for, for all of that. But I, just my little research that I was doing, uh, the, just the process of making, of making wine. 
um, and the steps and the, you know, it, it's a lot <laughs> that goes into that. But here, the vine branches with three branches, grapes coming immediately ripe, already there, ready to pluck and do what they do to make the, to make the wine, okay, comes um, immediately ripe. He takes the cluster of grapes, this is in, in the butler's dream, takes the cluster of grapes and squeezes them, and it's wine. Can you imagine the butler like, wait a minute, this is, this is what I do. This is kind of what I, what I was doing. So what, 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 is, what, is going, what is going on? And a lot of times with dreams, and I'm going to open it up um, if anybody wants to say anything, but a lot of times with dreams, and my husband can attest to this, um, God deals with me a lot in, in my dreams. Um, but you have to be careful because all dreams are not from God. All dreams are not from God. It can come from, you know, a, an excited mind while you're going, getting ready to go to bed or what you watched that night, what you, what's, what's been bothering you, um, what you're struggling with, different things like that. But all dreams does not come from God. And my testimony is, and if anybody, of course, on the panel um, wants to share uh, feel free to do so. But one of my dreams um, that I had a few years ago was about my cousin. Um, and in the dream, you know, it was it showed everything that pretty much happened. And we were all in the room. Um, one of my uncles had passed away. And so me, I'm like, well, maybe that was for my uncle. Maybe it wasn't, it wasn't who actually was in the dream. But I told my aunt, which was, it was her son, and my husband was in there, my other aunts were in there, and a few cousins. And I told them, I said, this was, this was my cousin Antoine. This is what happened in this dream. And the only thing they said was, oh, my God, what did he do now? And maybe a month later or a few weeks later, it happened. And the only thing is I just didn't share it with him, but I did share it. But a lot of dreams, you know, don't take them for granted. Pray and seek God because only God can give those interpretations, and he does have people that can, you know, interpret those for you. But don't get caught up to where now you're so curious and you you have so much going on in your life and you're thinking about this thing, and now you go to sleep and you think it's confirmation from God when it was nothing but the devil playing on your mind and playing on your thoughts to lead you in the wrong direction. Seek God, um, and He will definitely He'll definitely direct you. Is there anyone that wants to say anything on the panel that may want to share um, a dream um, that you could have dreamt or whatever, and it came to pass, or you got interpretation, or if you just want to share anything, you can do so at this time. Amen. Uh, hopefully, I'm not. <clears throat> y'all can hear me clear. Um, but yeah, I can I can definitely testify to uh, my wife uh, having dreams and things like that. Um, I, I know we haven't got into into the the baker, but just dealing with the butler real quick, we see how God, even with the interpretation, is dealing with the butler based on the butler's gift. He's dealing with the, you know, he, we don't see where he's, where he's dealing with the butler, but he, he's dealing with the gift of the baker. 
No, he he's dealing with the butler, and he entails the gifts and the callings, uh, even in the in the dream that the uh, butler can identify with. He gave him just enough for him to recognize. Okay, something is going on. Uh, this is about me. This is this is for me. I don't understand completely what it is, but it's enough to get my attention. And not only did it get his attention, but he re- we can see by him recalling it uh, to Joseph. He remembered it. You know, uh, it's been I've, we've dreamed like my wife said, which is so true. We've dreamed so much stuff. You know, you eat some crystals, or you eat Waffle House later, or you eat, you eat a, a <laughs> too much pork, too much ham. You eating all that pig feet and all that fat fat, and now you having. You having all these dreams? You dreaming of pigs and all that? Yeah, and all that poke, all that poke chops or whatever, you know, all that. But um, we do see we can, that this that the butler was able to recall the dream. He knew the dream. He knew it step for step. A lot of times, if it ain't God, then you, you're not gonna, you know, remember it. You're not gonna be able to recall it. You know, you just man, I had a good dream. Well, what did you dream about? I don't know, but it sure was good, you know. Like like most folk do on like most folk do Sunday morning. Man, Pastor showed did preach. That did he? Yeah, that that yeah, Pastor preached. But what did he preach about? I don't know, but but he showed did preach, you know. And, and that's how a lot of our dreams be. But those ones, like I say, just not to put more in it. Uh, he was able to remember it. It was. He could identify himself uh, in the dream, which which was uh, confirmation that it was about him, you know, and that it was for him. So uh, real good so far. I'm enjoying this. Thank you. Amen. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't want to cut nobody off. Is someone about to say something? No, I was just going to say it was a good lesson. I'm just enjoying it so far. Good job. I don't have a comment Amen. Good job. Good lesson. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we're going to move on. Verse 12. So um, the chief butler has told the dream to Joseph. So now verse 12, and Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. Three branches are three days. How does how does Joseph know that it's three days? Because its interpretation is coming from God. If it was three weeks, if it was two days, then that's what God would have told Joseph to interpret to the chief butler. But Joseph said unto him, this is the interpretation of it. The three branches are three days. Yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thine head and restore thee unto thy place. And thou shalt deliver Pharaoh's cup into his hand, after the former manner when thou waste his but waste his butler. But think of me when it shall be well with thee, and show kindness. Now I'm showed Joseph like I now I'm giving your your interpretation your interpretation. Now don't be nice to me. Don't don't forget about me. Okay, I pray thee unto me and make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. And that um this particular verse right here 
it's uh, I, we got we gonna move up, move on. But I said if I would have had another topic just right there, it would be it's coming up again. Okay, and we'll figure figure out why I'm saying that later. But it's it's coming up again. We're gonna see did he remember or did he not? Okay, but think on me when it shall be well with thee. Okay, because Joseph have already told him that you're gonna be restored. You're gonna be restored unto thy place. So when you get to that place, don't forget about me. And I remember as a child singing in church and different things like that, and, you know, uh, people would say, even my family, like, all right, when you come up now, you get that singing, that record deal. I'm like, no, I'm I'm not in, in it like that. But, you know, when you come up, you know, don't don't forget about me. Don't don't forget about who, who helped you or who was there for you. I don't know if you all have ever said that to someone or if someone ever said that to you, even with your, your businesses or whatever it is, your, um, you know, don't, don't, don't forget about me, but then you wind up forgetting about them. It's not on purpose. Okay. Not on purpose, but some things, you know, it's just, you just, just forget. Okay. So, um, I pray thee unto me and make mention of me unto Pharaoh and bring me out of this house. This is Joseph. For indeed, I was stolen away out of the land of the Hebrews. And here also have I done nothing that they should put me into the dungeon. Okay? So it's a, a, a lot of things, and I just want to backtrack just a little bit. Even when Joseph first noticed the sadness on um, on the chief butler and the chief baker's face, um, he could you know, Joseph can relate to this, can relate to dreams, dreaming dreams. His was a little different because, you know, you, so you mean to say I'm his, as far as his brothers, so you're going to be over me. So you, you got to do what? And when he told his father, his dream, his father was kind of, eh, but his father actually kind of paid attention at the same time. So, and we have to remember Think about that coworker that you're with, okay? Or if you're in a, a business or whatever, and um, that person becomes your boss or becomes your supervisor, like, oh, wait a minute. Well, well, who made you this? Well, you have to honor those. You have to give that respect and that, you know, and that honor, okay? I'm just going to leave that right there. So um, here, only thing he said was re- remember me. Remember me. And some of us, we may not be locked up in prison, but our minds are not free. Our minds are bound. Our spirit, our, our walk with Christ is is bound. Okay, so God may even in whatever your situation is, God may have you in a presently in an unpleasant circumstance, but that doesn't mean that He wants you there always. You have to work. You have to speak those things that be not as though they as though they were. I had preached a message before. Um, my last message I preached, it was wait. Just wait. You got to be patient, you know, and trust God that he's going to, that he's going to, that he's going to fix it. Okay. So Joseph was being very smart. He was smart. You know, was like, hey, I did this for you. Just be nice. Be kind to me and remember me when you get in front of Pharaoh. Okay. <clears throat> so when the chief baker, this was it wasn't funny, but I did laugh because it's it's so now. But verse sixteen says, "When the chief baker 
thought the interpretation was good. He said unto Joseph, "Oh, wait a minute! I also was in. I also was in my dream, and behold, you know, he sees that. Wait a minute! You know, they, he said some good, some good things about his dream. So let me go ahead and, and share my dream, so I can, so I can get some, get some good news, like the, <laughs> like the chief butler. Okay. So here, verse sixteen, when the chief baker saw the interpretation was good." He said unto Joseph, I also was in my dream, and behold, I had three white baskets on my head. This is the chief baker, okay? And in the uppermost basket, there was of all manner of baked meat for Pharaoh, and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. Now, for those that's just listening, you would think like, okay, they got a nice basket on your head, okay, some nice, beautiful birds. This is going to go well. This is going to go really, really, really well, okay? So Pharaoh and the birds did eat them out of the basket upon my head. And Joseph answers the interpretation thereof. Lord have mercy. Pole, he's baker. Let's see what Joseph says. The three baskets are three days, yet within three days shall Pharaoh lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree, and the birds shall eat thy flesh from off thee. Can you imagine if you, it's just like they're in the conversation, you know, and you're listening and, you know, because in the beginning, as you know, we read, Joseph asked them, why Why are you sad? They shared. So now he went first. Now here you have the butler got the good news, but the baker, yeah, those three days, uh-huh, and three, day, three days, yes, but you won't be restored. You won't be, you, you won't be restored, but Pharaoh's going to lift up thy head from off thee and shall hang thee on a tree, and the bird shall eat thy flesh from off thee. So I'm going to pause right there, and I'm going to turn it over to my husband for um, for offering. Now, I tell you, I, I don't know if this is a good time to, to raise offering. Uh, <laughs> man, <laughs> you know, usually you want to raise money when folk feel good, and, and folk happy about what's going on, you, you know, especially dealing with black folk. You, you don't raise good offerings when it, when you're giving out bad news. But I, I guess I bet you on that there since you done, you done turned it over. But, my God, the baker is in trouble. He is in trouble. All right. <laughs> good Lord, Fred. All right, help us here. I sure want to come in. But, all right, listen, on tonight, as we do every Tuesday night, we uh, give the information, offertorial information, give everyone an opportunity uh, to give financially uh, to um, our local church, also to our extended arms ministry, which is under the umbrella of Praise Tabernacle Church. Uh, this is the extended arms, and I think my wife talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, we have just on this past week, um, we was able to be a blessing to another family, uh, pretty much a, a single mother with uh, 
three kids, one on the way, um, and found uh, themselves in a bad predicament right now. And Extended Arms was able to assist. Uh, thank God for my lovely wife and Sister Oliver, um, as always, uh, heading that up to make sure we was able to provide some assistance to this family. And we, we just, you know, this is just kind of what we do. Um, small church, huge ministry. And just remember, God's only going to deal with you as we see tonight according to you, to your ability. You know, God's going to deal with you according to, to what he's given you, what's in your hands. So, you know, tonight we ask if you're able to, as the Lord leads you to uh, be a blessing uh, to the Extended Arms Ministry. Uh, if you can on tonight, whatever the amount is that the Lord lays on your heart, you can do so. Uh, cash app is dollar sign EA Ministry. Uh, once again, the cash app is dollar sign EA Ministry. I'll be sending something as soon as Bible study is up. Uh, and also to our local church. Thank you all so much for uh, supporting, you know, preaching and singing and shouting and all that is, is good. Uh, we thank God for it. But it also, you know, to, to have the type of ministry that we have, it takes finances. And I just want to thank you all for uh, supporting even throughout the pandemic, throughout uh, to where we are now. Of course, we did make some changes. We want to be smarter. Um, and, and if we didn't have to spend certain amounts, then we didn't do it. If we, And we just thank God that we was able to uh, do those things to keep the fellowship, to keep everything going, to lift a lot of the financial burden on us, you know. So uh, if you tonight would like to give an offering of whatever the amount is that the Lord lays on your heart to our local church, you can do so at dollar sign PTC. Eight seven seven. Once again, dollar sign P T C. That stands for Praise Tabernacle Church, and the number eight seven seven. Amen. And may the Lord bless you real good. Just one more. Um, once again, extended arms is dollar sign E A Ministry, and Praise Tabernacle Church is dollar sign P T C eight seven seven. May the Lord bless you real good. Services now back into the hands of Lady Zachary. All right. <clears throat> uh, but you, you could have went ahead and come in it, but I guess I'll go ahead and continue. <laughs> but uh the chief the chief baker, um, once he heard Joseph giving this amazing interpretation from God to give to him about being restored. Um, who would not have been like, okay, well, let me go ahead and share my dreams. Um, you know, I had a dream too. So he began to share it. And I was like, oh, man, he was like, it worked out. It seemed like it worked out so good for um, for the butler. And, and the baker is just, you know, kind of out there. And Joseph told him, you know, no, you're, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be hung. Okay. Your head is going to be lifted up off your head from off of thee and shall hang thee on a tree and the bird shall eat thy flesh from off of thee and <clears throat> so 
so Joseph, the thing about Joseph, what I loved about it is Joseph is showing, you know, he's he's been showing that he's a man of integrity, especially what happened with, with Potiphar's wife. Um, so Joseph, Joseph was just in tune with God with the bad news to the baker, just as he was with the good news to the butler. And tonight, if the Lord, if the Lord tells you to speak it, you better speak it because you have to obey God. Well, they're not going to receive it or they know my past. They know how I used to be. I used to run the streets with them. We used to club together. We used to party together. No, that's my cousin. That's my whoever, my aunt. No, you know, you got to respect your elders. You are respecting your elders by being obedient to God. If God has spoken to you or if God has told you to speak to someone else, you have to be obedient to God. Things you have to, you know, you also have to have the spirit of discernment because I had, Lord Jesus, I used to have people pulling me to the side and telling them what God said. And it's like, well, actually, no, that, that was that was for you. But you have to be obedient to the Lord. And if he tells you to speak it, you need to speak it. Someone you run across, whether it's on your job, even if it's in the church or if it's outside the church at the park, if God shows you and he speaks to you and he tells you what to say, you can't hold back. Um, the way I was raised, I said, Lord Jesus, this new church, new church wouldn't have been able to survive it. A lot of things wasn't, you know, uh, wasn't Bible, but um, there, a lot of things was disciplined. You know, as the scripture says about open rebuke, open rebuke is better than secret love. So people don't like to get rebuked openly. You did it openly. You spread it the mess openly. So when you get rebuked openly, now you're ready to leave the church or you're are now, you you know, you're speaking down on that leader or you're speaking down on that family member because the only thing they did, it, as we say, they called you out on your mess. Boldness that the churches and that some churches are missing um, when it comes down to just speaking the word of God. Now, the baker and the butler is so much ministry in that. Just look, just, just in that by itself, looking at the different, um, as Joseph was um, interpreting what, what those dreams meant. And a lot of times, even if, if it's the truth, some of us don't want to hear it, but saints of God and those that are listening, we have to be bold. We can't be scared to speak the word of God to a dying world. It could be your family, your friend. It doesn't matter. You got to be able to speak the word of God and you have to speak the truth. Let God's word, stay, let his word be, uh, my husband likes to use this uh, scripture, the, every word of God. Be the truth, and uh, how does that scripture go? Um, word of God be established, because we know that God's God word is some And every man a liar. Yes, 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 yes. Because we know at the end of the day, we can stand on God's word, but we can't stand on the words and the promises of man, because that's some of us. You know, we're building this foundation, but it's on seeking sand. And our foundation is not on a solid rock. My solid rock is Jesus Christ. And I'll, I'll tell the world, I will tell the world a 
about Jesus. And if the Lord gives me something to speak, whether it hurts, whether it builds, you have to be obedient to God in your marriage, in your relationship, even with your children. Some of us are going to die and go straight to hell because we're not standing on the word of God, even when it comes to our families, not those outside the house, but those that are in the house. Um, our past, my husband preached the message, lost in the house, lost in the house. You don't want to find yourself lost because you, you know, well, I told this one good news. I want to tell them, you know, what God really said. Well, you're being disobedient to the word of God. Everything we do as believers, as as Christian couples, as believers of Jesus Christ, everything you do should be around the word of God. You have to be bold. Speak those things that be not as though they were. Um, verse 20, through, I'm going to go ahead and read this out. And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. And he lifted up the head of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. And he restored the chief butler unto his butlership again. And he gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. Yet, did not the chief butler remember Joseph, but forgot him. But there's a but. He forgot him. But it's going to come up again. Um, and I'm just going to give just a little history of verse uh, 41. So don't think that God has forgotten about you. It may be delayed. It may be denied for right now. But you just continue to trust God. Continue to put your, just stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Don't stand on, you know, what somebody told you. Stand on the word of God. Stand on the word of God. Because here, um, of course, once the um, the butler, the butler forgot about him. Did he mean to forget about him? Scripture doesn't say. Was he so excited, so happy to be back um, doing what he was doing in the beginning that he just forgot? That he just, you know, he, he didn't do it on purpose. But he just forgot. He just forgot. And that's what we have to give people the benefit of the doubt. They probably just forgot it. They probably just didn't. They probably just didn't know better. But as I said in the beginning, it's coming up again. Because later on in the following chapter, uh, later on in the following chapter, Pharaoh had a dream. So now here, here's Pharaoh, and he he's having all these dreams, and He's calling all the music, all the musicians, uh, music, music, I can't even talk. Y'all know what I'm saying? Of Egypt and all the wise men, he's calling everybody to interpret these dreams, and they could not interpret the dreams at all. So, hmm, wow. Two years later, this is two years later, y'all, that Pharaoh dreamed this dream. So now, um, in the in the next chapter. Around verse 8, Pharaoh, he's troubled now. And now the chief butler, he remembers Joseph. He didn't remember his name, saint, friends, unbelievers. People don't have to know you. They don't have to remember your name. But if it's meant for you, God's going to allow it to happen, okay? So Joseph, the butler didn't remember Joseph's name. 
but he was referring to him as a Hebrew servant that Pharaoh, so now the butler um, remembered him, and so he tells Pharaoh, and Pharaoh sent for Joseph, and they brought Joseph to him. The scripture said, hastily, quickly, from the dungeon. So it may have took a while, and things we're dealing with, it may seem like it's a long time, but you best trust and believe. If God said it, I believe it, and I, I trust him that he's going to bring it to pass. So I don't know what you're doubting on today, on tonight, but just put your trust and your faith in God. It may be delayed, but it's not denied. Amen. So he, the butler remembered, told Pharaoh. Now um, Joseph interprets his dreams, and to sum it all up, Pharaoh made Joseph ruler over all the land, all the land of Egypt, out of everything that Joseph had been through. Now it seems like Joseph is gonna he's gonna start seeing a little he's gonna start seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. He's the ruler over all of Egypt. God, I'm telling you, God is so amazing. He will blow your mind. Just when you think that you want to give up or there's no hope or God is not working out the way I Lord, you promised me, you better believe that if God promised it. He's going to bring it to pass. And I'm going to leave it right there. God bless y'all. I pray that you got something out of this um, message on tonight. Um, and it, it blessed me because things that I've been praying for and been waiting on, I'm like, God, I, I know it's coming. It's just he, he will prepare you. He knows what you can handle. He knows what you can't handle. So you may be asking God, Lord, I need you to do it right now, do it right now. But God is settling you. He's preparing you. He's giving you the patience that you need before you get it. He's setting He's setting that thing up so good to where when you do get it, you don't have to it it'll be a testimony to say, Look what the Lord has done. Look how he made a way when I thought it wasn't a way. When there there wasn't a door to open, but he made a way of an escape. So y'all be encouraged on tonight. A lot of preachers they will preach on, you know, they'll, they'll talk about the, um, the butler, but the baker applies to you if you don't accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you don't accept him into your life, you're, you're a dead man walking. But the example of the butler, if you accept Jesus into your life, repent of your sins, he will restore you. He will restore you. There is nothing that you have done that the Lord will not restore you. Preachers were preachers, ministers, churches, apostles, bishops. They'll they'll preach all day. So which one are you tonight? Are you that one that's straddling in the fence, playing with God's grace? But when his grace runs out, where will you find yourself? I pray y'all are blessed on tonight, and the service is turned back over to my husband. God bless. All right. All right. The baker and the butler. The butler and the baker. Which one? Which one are you? Where will you find yourself at the end of the day? I, I, I can definitely appreciate how God moved not in Jacob's 
time or in Jacob's timing. There's no doubt in Jacob's timing he was feeling Butler, once you get back, go ahead on and speak of me, talk of me. But it took it took a while. And some things God has promised you, there are some things that, and I think my wife did say this, some things that God has revealed to you about you, about your family, about your business, about your ministry. And right now, you're in prison. Right now, you're in a place where you it's hard for you to receive and even believe what God has said. But if he said it, no matter where you find yourself right now, no matter what dungeon, no matter what, where you are in life, where, you, where your, your stress level is, no matter none of that, hold on to what God said. Hold on to what God said. The truth of the matter is life, life ain't going to be easy. Okay? We're going to have some struggles. Okay? Uh, they that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. All right? You, you're going to have, just because you are a believer, don't mean that you're not going to have some rough times. That's part of it. That just strengthens our faith. Okay? But hold on to what God said in spite of what's going on. Great lesson. Great lesson. I'm so glad you're walking through this uh, story, the life, uh, the story of Joseph, because we all can, can attest to it, how God turned things around for our good if we just hold on, if we just trust in him, believe in him, keep our faith in him, commit our ways to him, and he's going to see us through. All right, all right. I think it was, I don't know if Sister Oglesby got on tonight, uh, but I know it was Zachary's and Tobert's on tonight. Uh, Sister Oliver is at the hospital uh, with her husband. So we, as we stated, we continue praying for those that we called out earlier. Uh, before we dismiss, is there anyone that uh, is still on tonight that would like to have a final word on tonight? Um, Pastor, I would just say, um, first off, it's a good lesson. And, uh, first Lady didn't leave any meat on the bone, so I don't know how much yeah. I'm able to, uh, to grab. Uh, great lesson. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know that's a good one. When I'm like, man, I, I don't know how much to really add. And, you know, I can I can only do so much after all that. Uh, right, great lesson. Right. But uh, one of the things I point out, um, I look at how in uh, – you know, verse 15, I believe, like uh, this, when uh, Joseph kind of briefly go over his story, he said, for I indeed was uh, stolen out of the land of the Hebrews, and here also have I done nothing, uh, they should put me into the dungeon. So I just feel like his whole story of everything that he went through um, it, it is also just a testimony that, you know, we, we can go through some things, but, you know, we'll also have, you know, a greater outcome if we just hold tight and we just stick to to the faith and, you know, we don't, uh, if we don't faint not, you know. And, and basically what he went through and everything that he had to to endure, it was pretty much how we say it was pretty much a, a minor setback for a major comeback because he ended up being over, you know, a lot of the stuff in, in, in Egypt and stuff. So he, he became – of a status after what he went through. 
So sometimes things don't always happen in the timing that we want it to, but just know that, you know, God will always, you know, see us through and help us get to that next level. You know, so that's one of those things where it's just a reminder because we all have our own situations where we feel like we're being put in a dungeon, you know. So maybe, you know, you're in a dungeon. Some people, it might be, you know, you physically might have went to prison for something that you ain't, you know, do or or something like that. You know, some people have these types of things because it happened in the Bible. He was in there for something he didn't do. You know, people go to jail for things they don't do. So you can have those type of situations. But just know that, you know, God has your best interest, and you'll see see it through, you know, you'll, even if it take a while. It took them two years before they even remembered them. So just, you know, take this and understand that you, you may be in the dungeon right now, but it's all a setup, you know, just to be set free. That's it. Wow. Amen. Great, great. Mr. Tobert. Go ahead, Sister, Sister Tobert, are you on here? I don't. I don't. Uh, Sister Tobit may not have came in. Sister uh, Oglesby, did you did you make it on tonight? Okay. All right. All right. Well, I, once again, great lesson. Great lesson. Listen, this is my final comment. Listen, you you don't have to chase after stuff. You, you got some preachers. You know they want to call you and let you know they in town, they want to come to your church and this, that, and the other. You ain't got to chase. Your gift makes room for you and brings you before great men, okay? Your gift makes room for you. You ain't got to hound nobody. You ain't got to. The the last thing I I have ever done, and I've been preaching now over 20 years, call somebody to ask, can I come preach? That's, that's, That's some of the, to me, that's, you know, that's just, I guess it's just me. That's some of the craziest things. Uh, you have to call you as, as priest. I, I told her, I said this in the church. <laughs> I think I said it was in the church the other Sunday. One of the preachers asked about prison. Man, you can go right outside. You can go right outside. Joseph preached in prison. So why we preachers can't preach and we free? No less in prison. Okay? You, you don't have to. Chase down you. You don't have to. You know you really don't have to ask. I don't, even if you are part of a church, you don't have to go ask when you gonna preach, man. Do like I do like all the do like everybody else. You on Facebook anyway? Start your Facebook ministry. Start your Facebook channel. Okay, and just and you preach and ask the Lord. Hey, whoever tune in, to God be the glory. You know all these services me and my family have had. Uh, here and home on these Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Friday nights, we don't never know who's who's tuning in. Okay, but I, you know, whether it's me preaching or my wife bringing the message, we already have it prepared. So whoever show up, you know, whoever show up is is that's who show up. And remember, a lot of times people may not show up right then; they make months, years later. And what you said a year prior could be right what they need at that time, and it's a year later. As in Joseph, two years later, okay? So you don't have to chase. You don't have to, you know, put yourself out there trying to, you know, do all. No, just God called you to preach, man. I, hey, get your scriptures. And when I go to Stone Mountain, there'd be folks out at Stone Mountain just with a little microphone preaching away. And I say amen, and I keep on walking. Okay? So preach. All right? 
All right. I think I just got to know Sister Tobert is on. Go ahead, Sister Tobert. Did you have something to say tonight? Hello? Yeah, we got you. We hear you. Okay. So I don't know what's going on with my phone, but you guys can't hear me from my phone, so I'm on my husband's. But um, really quick, I just wanted to say total, total vulnerability tonight because I told my husband mentally I was going through a lot of things, and I said, I don't even know if I'm going to get on tonight. But with that being said, I'm so glad that I did get on because the word was for me tonight, and one of the notes that I wrote down was, um, are we willing to endure the greatness of God's preparation? Wow. Because sometimes we want things to go how we want it to go, or we feel like, okay, God, I've been coming to you. I've been praying. I've been seeking the answer. And as First Lady said, um, just because it's delayed doesn't mean that it's denied. Just because it's not right now doesn't mean that it's not going to happen. And the word was just for me tonight because sometimes we get impatient and we want to rush God, but you never know why you're in the situation that you're in. You never know what it, what it is that that season is for, what you're going to learn while you're there. But as as you said yourself before, Pastor, just thank God that you're going through the storm and you're not staying in it. So, you know, wow. anybody that's listening tonight, I hope to God that this message was encouraging for you guys. It was a blessing for y'all because it truly, truly blessed me. Um, and don't let your thoughts and your mental health get the best of you. We have to create that prayer life, and we have to make sure that we are living our word, that we are in our word, that we are reading our word and studying our word so that we can hear from God and we could decipher if it's from God or if it's just emotions. We have to be able to know what it is that we're that we're dealing with. And just seek God when it is um, when you are unsure of a situation and how it is that you're supposed to handle it. But are you willing to endure the greatness of God's preparation. Just because it's greatness that's going to come from, it doesn't mean that there won't be trials and tribulations along the way. So whatever wow. it is that you guys may be going through, and I'm talking to myself also, myself included, especially me, because I'm my own worst critic, um, stick it out. God got you. We don't know what's on the other side. We don't know how it's going to work out. And I am a solutionist. I always want to try to figure stuff out, but I can't. I can't always figure it out. A lot of the things I have to 1,000% put in God's hand, and I know that I'm not alone when I say that I'm a solutionist, especially as a woman, because we always try to just figure everything out, but we can't. So I hope everybody wow. um, is encouraged tonight, and that's all. Wow, that was great. Say, say that because you said a point. Uh, being able to follow it through. Say that again. Say that. Say that statement again, Sister Tober. I said, "Are we willing to endure the greatness of God's preparation?" Willing to endure the greatness of God's preparation. And when you said yes. that, what jumped in my spirit was, God's word is always right. It just may not be right now. 
God's word is always right. Everything he's told you is right, and it's going to happen. It just may not be right now. So can you endure the greatness of God's preparation? I hope I'm, I'm saying that right. Can you endure? Can you yes. stick it out while yes. God is taking you through? Like like a mother, as much as she loves that baby, but as much as much pain, especially a mother that's had uh, had uh, at least one child. So you already know, you know, kind of. I guess I'm just kind of throwing it out there. You know, that first child, you kind of. Ah, uh, well, you know, people say this, that, and the other, but you haven't experienced that before. But now that you've done experience, you got a second child, you got another child coming, and these two ladies that's on tonight, you know, they got several. They are well-versed in childbearing, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, but they know after that first child, now you know what to expect. But once that baby comes, in spite of all that pain and just speaking on my wife with the the uh, blood sugars and getting poked and every appointment, the doctor saying this or saying that or whatever, this and the other, going through then the labor uh, process <clears throat> all the way to the point you know these things is going to happen. But then once that baby is 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 delivered, once that baby comes forth, I can just only imagine just from seeing my wife the joy that she have immediately. She goes from that struggle to receiving that gift, and it's as if the struggle never happened. We know it did happen, but it goes from it goes from sorrow and pain to joy and happiness, I mean, just that quick. But they had to endure nine months. They had to endure. And good husbands, like I know me and, me and Minister Tobert, you know, hey, we endured some things too, we, you know, so, you know, but hey, man, praise the Lord. We're going to get into all that, but great lesson, Lady Zachary, on tonight. Great lesson, I say. I guess I may have to buy you a little dinner uh, tonight. We'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Thank you all so much for being a part. Uh, sister uh, Nicole, she did text me back. Her sister's name is Leanne White. So that was Sister Leanne White, uh, Elder Oliver, Deacon Oglesby, Brother Zayden Benjamin and the Zachary family. These are the ones that we know we called out on our prayer list at the beginning of service tonight. And we know that there's many others. Um, just call your family name out in prayer. And just if you can remember these names or just say the names that we called out tonight, just call these names in prayer. And we thank you. We appreciate you. And we'll look to see you Sunday morning. Sunday morning, meet us Sunday morning at 9 o'clock at Praise Tabernacle Church. We'll be back on uh, for another fantastic service. And we just thank all of you. Uh, and you have a great week. Have a great week. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. We appreciate you for another service. And we know that your word will not return to your void. We already know that it's been a blessing to many that has listened. And we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this new way of ministry. We thank you for this new way. We thank you. We appreciate being able to be on Blog Talk Radio. We thank you for Elder Oliver and for, for the gift that you've given him and the, the, the gift that was open to our church several years ago. And we just thank you that we're able to do this right from our home or from our cars or from the kitchen or wherever we are, and we're yet together. 
under the banner of Jesus Christ. And we just thank you, God. We appreciate you. As we leave this place for never your presence, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen through 20 tells us to go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. God bless you.